Hey friend, thank you so very much for joining me today and all this week on Bible Tract Echoes. I'm so very thankful for each and every one of you that you'd go out of your way to tune in to what we have from the Bible for us today. As we dive into 2 Samuel chapter number 9, we've had the opportunity this week to ask and answer an important question, one that I hope has prompted not just thought, but also potentially some action from everyone listening right now. 2 Samuel chapter number 9, I'd like to just set the stage just a little bit. I'd like to read verses 1 through 8 again. I know we did that on Monday, but I'd like you to listen afresh. I'd like you to hear what the Bible says from this passage because we're going to talk about some attributes of the king's table. You know, when you go to different restaurants, you sometimes you jump on Yelp. Maybe you look at Google reviews. Maybe it had maybe the decision you make about where you're going to go, whether it be fine dining or otherwise. Maybe you're looking for a mom and pop shop. Maybe you're looking for a, a diner or something along those lines. But maybe you're looking for that nice, expensive steak. Whatever it may be, there's some factors that go into what decision you make, and. There are some attributes of different restaurants, of different eating, dining establishments that would cause you to not just go once, but to go again and again. And they'd become part of your habit, your favorite restaurant, if you will. And we're going to talk about why you should pull up your chair at the king's table today. Second Samuel chapter number nine, verse number one, the Bible says this, and David said, is there yet any that is left of the house of Saul that I may show him kindness for Jonathan's sake? And there was of the house of Saul, a servant whose name was Ziba. And when they had called him, the servant unto David, the king said unto him, art thou Ziba? And he said, thy servant is he. And the king said, is there not yet any of the house of Saul that I may show the kindness of God unto him? And Ziba said unto the king, Jonathan hath yet a son, which is lame on his feet. And the king said unto him, where is he? And Ziba said unto the king, behold, he is in the house of Maker, the son of Amiel in Lodabar. Then King David sent and fetched him, Mephibosheth, out of the house of Maker, the son of Amiel from Lodabar. Now when Mephibosheth, the son of Jonathan, the son of Saul, was coming to David. He fell on his face and did reverence. And David said, Mephibosheth, and he answered, Behold thy servant. And David said unto him, Fear not, for I will surely show thee kindness for Jonathan thy father's sake, and will restore thee all the land of Saul thy father, and thou shalt eat bread at my table continually. And he, Mephibosheth, bowed himself and said, What is thy servant? that thou shouldest look upon such a dead dog as I am. That sets the stage just a little bit. If you missed the previous week's broadcast, I'd encourage you to go find it on your favorite podcast player. Just search Bible Tract Echoes. Maybe find it on YouTube even as well. If, if you'd like to realize that I have a face probably for radio along with the voice. But in all seriousness, I want to talk about some attributes of the king's table. We've already asked and answered the question, why or how could Mephibosheth, why or how could you and I sit at the king's table? We talked about promises. We talked about the king's pursuit. We talked about the king's payment. And we talked about the king's perception. 
But what are some attributes that would make it so desirous, make us so desirous, make it so desirable that we would want to sit at the king's table? Well, I noticed that with the king's table comes the king's provision. Notice what David provided, not just access to the king's table, but affection unwarranted, abundance and wealth beyond what Mephibosheth could have hoped for. We've heard it said, God owns the cattle on a thousand hills, and he owns the hills under the cattle, and he owns the gold under the hills under the cattle. And that's absolutely all true. He owns it all, friend. The earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof, Psalm 24 tells us. It's all his, and he has amazing provision for you. You know, I'm excited. We have, you know, we've, we've have holiday times and all those types of things. And one of the best parts of it is the food, you know, as well as I do, right? I've started trying a little bit of an exercise regimen. I think mostly just so I can be a little more trim to assault myself with food more often. You know how that goes. But in all seriousness, one of the best things about going over to my in-law's house, besides the fellowship, Besides the fact that they're Mimi and Papa to my children, besides the fact that they love me and my mother-in-law, I couldn't say a bad word about my mother-in-law. Some of you may have bad mother-in-laws. I do not. I have a wonderful, a marvelous mother-in-law, father-in-law as well. One of the best things is going to their massive fridge and freezer and opening it up and just basking in the glory that is arrayed before me. You know why I can do that? See, friend, if you, I don't mean to down you, I don't mean to discourage you today, but if you were to walk into my in-law's house and you were to walk in the kitchen and you were to open them up, they would probably look at you and say, what are you doing? But friend, I, I have a relationship. I am son-in-law. I am father to grandchildren. And therefore, I have been granted access and affection and abundance unwarranted because of my relationship. And I have access to the provisions. You say, oh, that's silly, Brother McCurry. Well, think about this. As limited as the provisions may be, there may be more food in there than I could eat in a month in that refrigerator. And it could have been that David the king, he had more than Mephibosheth could have ever stomached in his entire lifetime, just in abundance. But if you compare and contrast what David could offer versus what the king of kings can offer, the provisions, oh, there's no comparison. It's all contrast, friend. God offers us his amazing provisions. What does he offer us? A family for those that have no family. A home for those that have no home. Comfort for the comfortless. Peace for those lacking it. Redemption for those that don't deserve it. My question today is, friend, have you and are you sitting at the king's table? If you are, are you thankful for what he provides you? And if you are not, when are you going to decide to stop trying to pay your own way, to stop trying to provide for yourself because the provisions are already laid on and there's always room at the table for one more. It's not just provisions, friend. It comes with protection. Could you, are you able to enjoy the king's table? Are you really able to partake of the king's provisions without also enjoying the king's protection? You're under his roof. All the problems are his problems, and God's never had a problem he couldn't solve. In essence, David, here in 2 Samuel 9, was inviting Mephibosheth to be part of the family. 
You know, there's so many verses in Scripture talk about the little children, how they're so welcome in God's family. We are just his children. Are you partaking of that protection? Or maybe, not to get too convicting today, but are you? have you stepped outside of the hedge of his protection? I hope not. You know, the world may have wealth, but they can't protect it. A recession, a depression, a bank failing, a, a war, a catastrophe, a tsunami, a hurricane, a, a spouse, a, a, you name it. There's so many things that could eat away, could take away. Forget inflation. There are so many other things that could take away your quote-unquote wealth. But God's never had anyone break in his house and take what's his, least of all his children. He protects. He provides. It's not just that, though. There's something special about the king's table that we notice here in 2 Samuel chapter number 9. And we're going to kind of land the plane here. I've got this thought and one more quick one. You listen, all right? 2 Samuel chapter number 9, look at verse number 7. The tail end there, the Bible says, David says, Thou shalt eat bread at my table continually. I'm glad when we're talking about attributes of the king's table, that there's provision at the table, that there's protection at the table. But I'm glad that the table is perpetual. That means forever and ever and ever and ever and ever and ever. And as S.M. Lockridge said, when you get to the last ever, amen. Verse 7, thou shalt eat bread at my table continually. You know, I've noticed when God says something once, you should pay attention. When he says it twice, you should really perk up your ears. But Lord help us, if he says it three times, you may want to write that down. Verse 7, thou shalt eat bread at my table continually. Look at the middle of verse number 10. What does he say again? Mephibosheth, thy master's son. This is David talking to Ziba. Mephibosheth, thy master's son, shall eat bread Alway at my table. David wanted it to be known, not just to Mephibosheth, but to everybody. And then verse number 13, So Mephibosheth dwelt in Jerusalem, for he did eat continually at the king's table. Aren't you glad that the provisions are laid out and they're arrayed in a buffet? It's family style, friend. It just keeps coming and coming and coming. He's got exactly what you need for today. And tomorrow, he'll have exactly what you need for tomorrow. And it's always protected. You never have to worry about someone coming in and taking your blessing. No, friend. Yes, we have the promise. That's why we can sit at the table. Yes, we have the pursuit. That's why we ever granted access to the table. Of course, the payment and his perception, the way he looks at us, he doesn't see us the way we see ourselves. But I'm thankful. As we pull up a chair at the king's table, we're provided for, we're protected, and it's perpetual, it's continual, it's always, it's never stopping. Once saved, always saved. I'll just make mention, but understand this, and let's turn the tables for just a moment here, and let's get stuck in. You realize, I've already said it, there's always room for another chair at the table, and so I ask you, friend, one of the purposes, one of the grand overarching purposes of this broadcast is to promote Christians being evangelistic, reaching the lost. And so I ask you, when's the last time you invited someone to the table? I'll let that question linger for a moment. Let it be long and drawn out. 
Remember the old song, my house is full, but my field is empty. Who will go and work in my field? It seems my children all want to stay around my table. But no one wants to work in my field. My question today is this. If there's room for another, who are you inviting? Maybe it's time that we push away from the table for just a little while and we go out into highways and the hedges and we compel them to come in because there's provision, there's protection. He's paid for it all. We don't have to pick up the bill. No friend, it's already taken care of and it's always going to be there, but the lost won't always be there. You may be too late. The gospel's only good news if it gets there in time. Maybe you need to go to BibleTracksInc.org, BibleTracksInc.org, that's our website, and get some free gospel tracks today. I'm Mike McCurry. This is Bible Tract Echoes. I hope you've enjoyed, hope it's been encouragement, this discussion on the King's Table this week. Thank you so much for listening. My prayer, as always, is that you have a great day for His glory, and we'll plan on talking to you soon. God bless. Thank you for joining us today for Bible Tract Echoes, a ministry of Bible Tracks Incorporated. If you would like to receive a free sample booklet of all of our tracks, you can contact us by calling 309-828-6888. That's 309-828-6888. Our mailing address is P.O. Box 130, Dwight, Illinois, 604 a faster way to contact us is to go to our website at BibleTracksInc.org. That's BibleTracksInc.org. There you will find more information about our ministry and details on how you can support Bible Tracks Incorporated. Thanks for listening, and may the Lord richly bless you as you serve Him. <music>